Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mikey intern Ned Reynolds in the studio. It's Tuesday, and I'm a lot better off today than I was yesterday. All right, so Kansas City Chiefs are the home team in Super Bowl 58, which means that the team actually gets to choose a few things. First, what colors they want to wear. When they do their media stuff, which is huge for Coach Reed because he likes to do it in the morning, so practices feel the same, etc. And they get to choose the facilities, which, of course, the Chiefs chose the Raiders practice field and the 49ers practice at UNLV. Before you start throwing your, oh, my God, the league favors the Chiefs, the, the, the UNLV practice stuff is unbelievable. You ever seen that place? Also, a story that came out today that a Chiefs flag is buried. Oh, yeah. Under, oh, we've known about that for years, my man. Oh, yeah, that's it's been, only been there for a few years, yeah. so you couldn't have known about it that long. I, when, when, they, when they built it, that guy posted that picture, <laughs> and it made the rounds then. So we are, are very aware of your sacrifice, sir. But, you know, it's one of those things where it's kind of like... No, it is a non-story. It's Mike. a non-story. Continue with your question. Yeah, it is. I, again, I, I tried to make it as easy and as palatable as possible. Well, but you're right. It's a non-story. Kadarius Tony had a kid and couldn't play. Now he's saying that the Chiefs lied about him being injured. Yeah, how's just, that for team unity? To co- talk about your employer lying and yet you're on the injured list. Guy is in, in, injured. He's got a hip injury or something. Does that keep him out of the action? Probably not. If, if he were a contributing member, which he is not. He's seen his final days with the Chiefs. They may suit, uh, suit him up for the Super Bowl. Who knows? But the fact is... He is history as far as Kansas City is concerned. I can't believe they'll bring him back. Why would anybody want a malcontent like that? Not after, no, not not after him blasting him on social media. You can definitely uh, hear Coach Reed not happy about that. <laughs> um, so now we know again where the Chiefs are going to be practicing. We know that they kind of have control being the home team. What kind of offense do you think we're going to see from the well, 49ers? Well, it's actually a pretty good one because the San Francisco 49ers are ranked number one in yards per game, number one in yards per play, and they have a very good scoring team, number one in touchdowns per game. Brock Purdy has excellent weapons. No, he may not be the most experienced quarterback, and he is still young, but he did show some stick to in the comeback win over the Detroit Lions. You've got Christian McCaffrey. You have Debo Samuel, George Kittle, Brandon Ayuk. These guys can play. McCaffrey, heck, he he led the league in rushing. And it really is kind of a top candidate for the MVP in the NFL or NFC. But the Chiefs defense, which is Jones, Karloftis, Sneed, Justin Reed, and uh, it won't be with Omenahue, who is out now. He won't play as a torn ACL, so he is finished. That's still... Still a very formidable unit with a lot of depth to it. And San Francisco, I feel, is going to be stymied eventually in the ball. You may go out and score early, but of course that's a week and a half away. Still, I think they're going to run into a lot of a lot of strength on Kansas City's part. I hope I hope so. And then we'll prove which uh, which is stronger, offense or defense. And again, if they come out with that same game plan that they did against Baltimore, it's go because it don't matter if the scores. 10 to 3 or 100 million to 5. We own that game from the beginning to the end. And that's the kind of football I want to see in two weeks. All right, last night, but not least, Cardinals kind of made an interesting roster decision this week, didn't they? I'm a little bit puzzled by this one because they designated Moises Gomez for reassignment. Now, that reassignment is probably going to be the Springfield Cardinals, I would think. 
But they, the reason they designated him for that reassignment is that the Cardinals claimed Alfonso Rivas off waivers from the Angels. That gives them a 40-man roster. Gomez played here two years ago, had 23 home runs, 54 RBIs in 60 games. That's all. Batted 321 while he was down here. All of last year spent with Memphis, and he briefly was with the big team toward the end of the season into October. But I'm a little surprised at that deal. Here you have a kid who is still pretty doggone good player, and you're going for the free agent who is has major league experience. But I would I would think that they kind of settle for the younger guy. But nope, Cardinals have decided Moises Gomez is reassigned, and I suspect that reassignment will be the Springfield Cardinals. And there are some number one teams in college basketball that are a little different this week? Well, the whole top ten is a lot different. The numbers one are not. This is the Associated Press College Basketball Rankings, and of course they mean nothing other than the fact that you're pretty good. National champion Connecticut is number one in the men's division. They're fresh off a route. They played Xavier, a conference game, over the weekend Sunday, as a matter of fact, and blew them right out of the ballpark. Connecticut is a very good number one team. South Carolina is the ladies' number one, and rightfully so. They went to LSU, a conference game, of course, they're both in the same conference, and, and defeated a very good LSU national championship team by... Uh, six points it was, and that was last week. So indeed, you have South Carolina still number one and playing very well. Those teams are at the top of the heap. Now, there was a jumble in the top ten, but Mike, it doesn't really mean anything because you play the games out on the court. You'll have the big conference tournaments coming up at the end of the season, and then the NCAA and the NIT, for instance. So it'll be it'll be very good basketball. You are absolutely right, and uh, you know we're getting a little close to a tournament happening here in about a month and a half, <laughs> which is always close. my favorite time of the year. Super Bowl 58 is in two weeks. Might be the most expensive football championship game in history. Before we talk about this, I will agree. Yes, we are looking at ticket prices. The cheapest one you could find as of yesterday, $7,000. And not to mention that everything in that town is going to be at least 30% more expensive. And that goes down to the bottled water they're going to try and sell you out on Fremont Street. Man. Average ticket is, is $12,000 in and around that, $12,000. And the cheapest, $7,000. But... There's more. You add on the broker's fees, and there comes out to about nine thousand. So it's 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 pretty difficult to get in. However, keep in mind that corporations are the ones who usually buy the tickets and give them to top clients and things of that nature. So a sellout is, I, I guess, nothing is guaranteed, but it'll be pretty close to that if it's not at Allegiant Stadium and the big crowd and the TV. TV also gives out tickets to this thing, so it, it's it's kind of a, a the tickets are paid for, yes, but it's corporations who pay them. And unfortunately, we don't have any of those <clears throat> corporation hookups here. At least I don't. Love to be going to that game. Either way, it'll be fun, and I'm sure we're going to be over at Coyotes. Uh, stay tuned for that plane. By the way, I wanted to mention, they're having uh, Casey Wolf down here Saturday starting at 5 at Coyotes, which well, is pretty cool. Casey Wolf is also going to be at the Bears game. Yeah. So uh, that'll be a lot of fun. You get a chance to see it twice. Yeah, he's making the rounds. Go see my Coyotes at 5 and then the Bears game. All right, 24 years ago today, the city of St. Louis was celebrating big time, weren't they? <laughs> I can remember it just, well, just like it was yesterday. I didn't go to the game. I sent a reporter down and stayed at KY3 to do the weekend coverage and so forth and so on. 
So it was in Atlanta, Georgia, and it was the St. Louis Rams versus the Tennessee Titans. Under two minutes to go, Kurt Warner hits Isaac Bruce with a 73-yard touchdown bomb. Rams have the lead 23-16. Back come the Tennessee Titans. Steve McNair at quarterback, Air McNair. And what's he doing? He gets his team in that final minute and a half down close to the Rams' goal line. And then, with about five seconds to go, McNair hits Kevin Dyson at the five-yard line. Dyson is stopped on the one. Stretches his arm out to try to reach the goal line. Mike Jones, a former Missouri Tiger, stops him. End of the game, Rams 23, Titans 16. St. Louis Rams win the Super Bowl. Oh, my goodness, St. Louis was celebrating big time. <laughs> that was that was 24 years ago today. Ned, you have a wonderful Tuesday, and I will see you manana.